This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its 6 year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc hello everyone and welcome to slash film daily for wednesday may 24th 2023 on today's episode of the show we are going to gather around the virtual water cooler and talk about what we've been up to my name is ben pearson i'm an editor at slash film.com and i'm joined on today's episode by slash film editor brad omen hey that's me all right, so there's actually a couple bits of news that we want to get into before we get into like the big chunk of the sort of like, uh, I guess, water cooler um, part of this conversation. Uh, there's a, a new Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, season two trailer that is out now that features some of the Lower Decks characters in live action. There was a story that went up yesterday about how Netflix is now going to charge you to share your password outside of your home. And and I think it's like $7.99 or something. If you want to do that, you can get all the details in the article uh, in the show notes. There's also, I wanted to sort of put a warning out there for people who may not have been spoiled yet. There's a big spoiler for the movie The Flash that is floating around on social media right now. Um, Variety wrote about it. I think it originally came from like Esquire Middle East or something, an interview that they did with uh, director Andy Muschietti. Um, I, I'm, I have no idea why anyone would want to publish this spoiler this far out in advance before the movie comes out, but it is out there. Um, it's and- even more annoying than the Fast X credit scene spoiler that came out like oh the week before that movie came out. Like this, yeah. this, this is supremely more frustrating as like a spoiler to be out there. Uh, and I don't even know why uh, Andy Muschietti like brought it up. Like just just don't talk about this unless like it's an active way of trying to get people interested in the movie or something like that. Cause... Yeah, we were sort of speculating that maybe he was talking about this under the the guise that like this information would be held until closer to the release, and then the outlet published it beforehand. I don't know. That's all pure speculation, just because it doesn't really make sense to have this out there unless, like Brad said, you you take the most cynical read, which is that 
the idea of like this this character that they're talking about in the spoiler um, is is trying to like gin up extra interest in the movie, but I think it's tracking pretty well already. So I'm I'm not really sure that they needed that extra bump that this might provide. But anyway, if you care at all about spoilers and stuff, just be very careful about that um, if you can. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to dodge everything, uh, but yeah. So check out the links uh, in the in the show notes for more information about all that. And then um, we want to spend some time talking a little bit about HBO Max, which is is no more, Brad. It is now just Max. Um, and uh, you, you noticed some things yesterday that uh, maybe the rollout wasn't quite as smooth as, as everyone hoped. Yeah, people were definitely having problems with the, the app early on uh, after it had updated and everything. Uh, it's like a, a, someone shows up to a party drunk and just throws up everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like the two most annoying things uh, I, I, that I saw people complaining about were uh, the first one was if you went to look at any of the, the details about movies, instead of listing uh, the filmmaker who directed and, and wrote the movie, it lumped everybody in uh, as creators of the movie. So whether you were a producer, a writer, director, they were all listed under the creators uh, thing, which seems like a pretty shitty thing to do because, uh, you know, like Martin Scorsese is just listed among a group of people uh, named for, you know, directing the movies that he's most famous for so um but it sounds like that's something that uh hbo uh or max now i guess is is going to fix uh they what did they say that it was an oversight yeah there there was um like right before we jumped on to start recording this andy wire published a um an article that said that they got a statement from max that said um that they will correct the error which came about due to quote an oversight in the technical transition from hbo max to max they said uh we agree that the talent behind the content on max deserve their work to be properly recognized we will correct the credits which were altered due to an oversight um and we apologize for this mistake so i think there were a lot of folks like writers and directors who are part of guilds where like i'm pretty sure there are rules about how people must be credited and they were like freaking out yesterday because yeah just sort of lumping all of these people together um without even indicating what they're uh you know under this broad umbrella of creators without even indicating what their actual positions or jobs were is um it seems to like actually break rules and is yeah just a really shitty thing to do so it sounds like they're they're working to fix that um but what was the other uh thing that that you saw people sort of getting up in arms about brad uh so this this is just an annoying uh, kind of housekeeping thing but uh, so if you look at the list of the titles that are on Max and you look at look at in the order of A to Z alphabetical, uh, the titles that have the at the beginning of them are alphabetized under T and not properly under whatever the first word would be after T. So both things like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and The Shining and stuff like that are all alphabetized. Uh, under the which sucks <laughs> yeah that's so dumb so dumb i wonder if there's going to be enough of an outcry about that that they might be able to fix this too because like i i remember hbo max not rolling out particularly well the first time um so it seems like the folks over at wb discovery don't necessarily have like the best uh technical acumen when it comes to this stuff yeah so um maybe this will just be a case of uh of it'll take them some time to sort of get things uh, you know, uh, up to speed and in, in, in the proper way. But I mean, you know, they've had months to work on this stuff. So uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I will say though, I, I do. Uh, I don't mind having uh, discovery available as a hub inside of the, the Max app. Now it's nice to have that uh, folded under the umbrella because they, they do have some uh, decent shows on discovery. But like, I don't 
give a shit about things like TLC or HGTV or, you know, Property Brothers or, you know, uh, my my boring life inside <laughs> a, a box of Amazon goods or whatever <laughs> fucking shows they're doing now. I did watch uh, the first episode of uh, the Smartlist documentary series, which is like one of the new max originals that came out along with the app and i I love that podcast so watching jason bateman and will arnett and uh sean hayes in this uh the first episode of documentary was a lot of fun so sweet yeah and i I do want to actually give them a quick shout out on like the actual um i guess passing the baton technically from hbo max to max because i i tried to um open the hbo max app on my phone early in the morning and it just came up as as normal uh and i was like huh that's weird but like later in the day it it basically like prompted me to uh to just like download the the max app and like everything as as promised sort of poured it over all my settings and my watch list and all that stuff i didn't yeah. really have to do much i was glad then, i didn't even have to like re-log in or anything yeah on my on my tv um uh the same thing happened like i have a little app on my tv then that that like just automatically downloaded i didn't even have to go to like a store or anything to to do that so i thought that part was uh, relatively seamless, which was nice. You don't have to like spend, you know, precious moments of your life uh, wasting them, you know, going through and doing the same stuff that was already there. So um, yeah, RIP HBO Max, you were a great app and we'll see how uh, how Max fares in the coming days and and how long this survives and if it can continue to be like a, a major player in the streaming wars, which have been, you know, completely thrown into chaos over the past couple of years. So uh, actually let's take a quick break before we continue and we'll be right back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc all right brad so the majority of this episode i wanted to spend talking to you about something that you did yesterday you uh went out into the world and did and and attended uh, an event and I, i want you to tell me about that yeah so i went to the sweets and snacks expo in chicago this is a, an event that's been going on for a while now. Uh, it is a an industry exclusive event for people who work uh, in the the snack and and sweets industry. Uh, it's packed full of people who are the the makers and distributors, suppliers uh, of every snack uh, and sweet you can imagine, from you know chips to chocolates to jerky and gummies and and all that stuff. It's it's like a snack comic con basically with all these like. Uh, big booths displaying uh, all of the the various treats that are out in stores and also a bunch of stuff that uh, is coming to stores later this year or even as far ahead uh, as next year. They have a bunch of new stuff that they announced. They have endless samples. Um, it, it was really cool. I, I've been wanting to go to this for a little while. Um, 
Uh, for those of you that don't know, I on the side, one of my things I do for fun is I have an Instagram called Brad's Junk. Uh, you can find it at look at Brad's Junk on Instagram. And I always post about new snacks, soft drinks, fast food and whatnot. And uh, I, I try what, what I'm interested in and post about where I find it and all that jazz. Uh, and it's you know, it's not huge, but it's been growing pretty steadily. I'm close to 8000 followers right now. Um, and I just looked into this to see if I could attend because you can't go unless you either work in the snack industry in some capacity or you uh, are a, a journalist for an outlet that posts uh, and writes about the um, snack industry and food. Uh, you can go if you're an influencer, but the the guidelines for getting a media badge, you have to have 10,000 followers on a single social channel. And I hadn't quite reached it yet, but combined with the fact that I sometimes write about uh, movie and TV snack related stuff on Slash Film, along with my Instagram, they were willing to give me a media badge, so I got to go and uh, and experience it firsthand. So, how was it, Brad? Like you, you describe it being like Comic Con, but for snacks. And like, if anybody's ever been to San Diego Comic Con, you know that they, they have like the show floor, which is this, just this huge area with tons of booths, and like you walk in, and it's a completely overwhelming experience because there are. Um, you know, advertisements everywhere and signage all over. And it, it feels like there's uh, there's a lot of verticality to that room. Yeah. Um, whereas like a lot of other, I imagine, sort of more boring um, convention spaces are, it would be much more horizontal, just kind of like almost like you just walk in and, you know, there's a ton of uh, empty space overhead that's just not really being used. What was the like the the um, the vibe like in that room? So it's it's not anywhere near as packed as Comic-Con. Comic-Con is just like wall to wall, like slow walking, like crammed in there with people, uh, everyone trying to grab stuff since this is an industry exclusive event and the, the general public can't just, you know, show up and, and attend. Uh, it's a little bit more of a chill vibe. Uh, I think the estimate was that there are around 16,000 people that are attending across the, the two or three days. And yesterday was the first day the show floor was open. And so it's um, it takes up a lot of space. And it, it does have that verticality you talked about, too. Like they all the companies have huge banners hanging over uh, their big displays with, the, you know, their brand names as, as big as possible, you know, so that you can see, oh, you know, Ferrero is the company that has nerds and sweet tarts and uh, Conagra is the one who, you know, has, uh, you know, a Slim Jim and, and all that stuff. So like <laughs> that's insane. So do you have to know the parent companies that like just to know or, or I mean, I guess you could just like walk around and see stuff in in person but like the idea that uh that there are like you know th these uh sort of i don't know transnational um parent companies are the ones that have their signage everywhere it's just really funny to me so so they they um they definitely make their brands like just as big they uh they make sure that you can see that they the what the parent company is so like uh it it's prominent but they definitely know that like the brands are what's most recognizable so that people will see oh yeah i love that so i'm gonna go over there mm -hmm. and then but and it was kind of cool is like you don't necessarily realize and even i was surprised by, by some of this yeah, even though i pay attention to a lot of these details but so many of the different brands of snacks that you know are owned by the same company like it's it's wild how much stuff falls under like the conagra brand or the Fer ferrera brand uh and stuff like that general mills you know mm -hmm. they, they, just, they just have tons and tons of of different uh kinds of foods on, under their banner uh but they're you know the product names are what's what stands out but yeah ton tons of signage everywhere um, it's, it's funny cause like it's the, a similar kind of thing with Comic-Con too, where we'll walk around on the show floor and we're kind of keeping our eyes peeled because there's stuff that is like news, but they're not like making like a big announcement about it. It's just like mm -hmm. if you spot it, it's like, Oh, holy shit. That's something we haven't seen before. And so like, you know, I went to, uh, the general mills booth and they had a sign that had like 
three brand new uh, snacks that hadn't been announced yet, like a new flavor of Chex Mix and, and whatnot. Uh, but they don't have any samples of it yet. It's just kind of like an announcement of like, look, this is coming. And you kind of just have to like know that that's a, a new thing. <laughs> um, but like the, the most fun thing about this is the the endless amount of samples. I came home with a, a huge bag that was packed with free snacks. Like it's, <laughs> it's criminal the amount of free stuff that I got. Um, the bag was, was so heavy that like I, my arms started to get tired after, after walking around with it towards the, <laughs> the end of the day. Like, and, and my, even my fingers cause because the, the fabric of the bag handles was like that rough duffel bag kind of mm, material. Mm-hmm. And like, it was actually starting to like annoy my fingers because of how, how much like it weighed. It was crazy. So um, did you like have a meal yesterday or did you just go around and sample stuff? And that like, that was your, that was your food for the day. Yeah, that was pretty much it because like it's, um, they, a lot of the samples I just, I put in the bag cause they're like individually wrapped or, you know, stuff like that. And I was going to have them later, but they do have samples of stuff where it's not, uh, it doesn't necessarily come in a package where it's easy to give a sample to everybody because it's just like too much to give away for free, essentially. So they mm-hmm. had like little sample cups of stuff, you know, because like uh, for things like chips that only comes in big bags, they had like little cups with like a few pork rinds in it or, you know, a few crackers or something like that. So you can try. So I, I had little stuff like that or, um, throughout the the conventional I was walking around uh, and then came home, you know, with a huge bag of, of extra stuff too. But there's just, there was so much stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be like posting all of it between you know, yesterday and today. Like it'll, I'll spread it out because a lot of the stuff that they announced isn't coming out until like late this year or even into next year. Cause some of wow. it's t- tied to like holidays and stuff like that. So there was stuff that they revealed and announced that people won't even get to, to see for a while. Uh, but they, you know, there were samples of stuff that is, is that far out, which is cool. So like, I'll try that and I'll, I'll post about it on my, my Instagram. And I got to connect with a lot of, uh, companies that I didn't really have any connection with before. Like, like there's some stuff that I get already, like from general mills, I get new cereals and I get new flavors of Mountain Dew. Uh, but I was able to connect with a, a variety of companies, their marketing departments and give them like a business card with my Instagram and stuff on it to, to talk about, uh, you know, getting press releases about new flavors and and samples and whatnot. But it it was cool just to talk to people who, uh, you know, run these companies. Some of them are smaller people who like they they're new on the scene and they own their own uh, snack company and and talk about it. Uh, So, yeah, there was just there was a lot of cool, cool stuff there from the the biggest names, you know, to like new stuff that I had uh, never heard of before. Man, yeah, that's like a whole whole different world. That's wild. Yeah, Um, it it was kind of fun to see like different trends too because every now and then you notice that there are certain new flavors that are kind of like uh dominating the snack world and stuff like that and it seems like uh one of the things i saw a lot of is there's a lot of new churro flavored things out there right now churro seems to be a hot flavor um lots of uh spicy new spicy versions of snacks as well uh and then i i didn't realize this but have you seen those uh muddy bites that are the the bottom uh things of of uh ice cream cones the waffle cones with the chocolate in the bottom of them no but that sounds delicious yeah so a lot of people love the bottom of like a drumstick or you know whatever ice cream cone you get from the the freezer section because it has like chocolate filled at the at the bottom of it to keep ice cream from leaking out and it's it's delicious and so there's this company called muddy bites uh that made those as just a snack it's just the bottom of a waffle cone with with chocolate inside of it. <laughs> uh and they're not bad they're they're pretty good i don't i don't for, for whatever reason i don't think the waffle cone they have is quite as good as the waffle cone that you, that you get with the actual ice cream cones. I'm not sure what the reasoning is. I don't know if it's just different ingredients or or what. But there was a company uh, from uh, from Turkey that was there called uh, Just the Good Part. 
And it's it's the exact same thing. It's the bottom of a waffle cone, but they have a lot more flavors. And for whatever reason, their cone was much more flavorful than the Muddy Bites version. And I even like told them that. And he was like, oh, thanks a lot. And he like gave me like a free full bag of it. He's like, here, take this. You know, like, <laughs> we really appreciate that. Um, but they had like they had pumpkin spice. They had s'mores. They had hazelnut, chocolate, peanut butter. And the Muddy Bites, they just right now, they just have regular milk chocolate, dark chocolate and, and white chocolate. So, hmm. uh, but yeah, and I, I saw a few other companies that uh, also had the the waffle cone uh, snack that they, they were pushing out there with different flavors and stuff. So. That's funny. It's like the uh, the old Seinfeld thing with the muffin top, which has become like a real thing in the world where you yeah. can just like go out and buy that. But um, okay, so like when I have been to CinemaCon before and and looked at the um, the show floor there, I think Peter and I made a video a couple of years ago now. Maybe it was like 2018, um, just like walking through the show floor and and uh, there were a ton of snacks on display there. But there's also sort of like snack adjacent technology <laughs> um, and like uh, delivery mechanisms and things of that sort. There were like, you know, because at CinemaCon, it's all theaters. It's like, um, you know, new chairs and like the lighting that that goes in the, uh, you know, up and down the, the stairways that like guide people to their seats and stuff like that. Was there any sort of, um, you know, like, I guess, uh, snack adjacent stuff um, there that you noticed? So they had some of that there. It wasn't nearly as prominent as like just the snacks in general, but there were some people there who had booths just showing off uh, packaging and like different uh, display technology i guess you would say just just like how the the candy is uh displayed uh whether it's you know cardboard containers that have have a cool dis- display style that allow them to have their graphics on it or uh the the displays where like you just put loose candy in like gummy bears and m&ms that kind of thing so there was some of that there uh but th- they i think um a lot of that stuff is part of a separate part of the expo because the expo technically started on on monday and on Monday, um, what they had was, it was, I think it's called a supplier showcase. And that's where they had a lot of stuff where people who like make the flavors and make like the the machines and like all the, all this kind of stuff that like helps with snack distribution and like packaging and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's a whole separate part of the show that they have uh, that kicks off. And then they open the show for on, on Tuesday for everything else. Wow. Yeah. That's where you see like, that's where you really get the understanding, seeing all that stuff and like you know, going up and being able to touch it and, and just like witnessing that the sheer amount of stuff there, you, that's where you really start to understand like the, uh, the gigantic scope of this as an, as an industry as a whole, like, man, there's so much stuff that I don't even really think about when I just go to the store and buy something, but there are, yeah, like, like entire companies that just like, all they do is manufacture, uh, boxes that you know that, that these different companies use specifically for delivering these you know these small products or whatever. It's just yeah. like wild to, to think about yeah. the scope. And of there's all. it's funny. I had a conversation with uh, one of the people from um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Wiley Wallaby is that what it's called? The the Australian licorice, I think it is. Yeah, Wiley Wallabies. Uh, they make really good Australian licorice. I actually like it more than Twizzlers or or Red Vines. It's it's mm. chewy and they have good flavors. And I was talking to him, and he he had mentioned something about how like uh, in um, in places like uh, Phoenix, Arizona, it can be very difficult uh, to ship chocolate out there to like 
places that are typically hot all the time because mm-hmm. they have to keep it cool. Otherwise uh, it melts. And he's like, uh, and I guess they, they have uh, you know a, a factory or whatever out there. And I guess they, they do really well, especially during the summer because people aren't necessarily buying a lot of chocolate because it is so sweltering hot out there that like you can get licorice and like it might get a little warm and a, and a little sticky, but it's not like melting and turning into a, a crazy mess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's fascinating. It's like thinking about yeah the the geographical targeting that must go on that must go on for for certain types of snacks. That's funny. I've never once thought about that. Yeah, exactly. Life, when but. he said that, I was like, oh wow, yeah, that's something I've never ever thought of. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I guess we're close to wrapping this up here, but I'm I must know, Brad, what is like the best or most interesting thing that you tried? Oh gosh, uh, the best or most interesting thing I tried. Um, I, one of the things that I was really surprised um, by how good it was is uh, there's this company called uh, Niagara Chocolates, uh, and they have a, an interesting assembly of flavors. They just recently released one that's like a, a vanilla cream cold brew that has a really good coffee taste. Uh, but they have a new one that's coming out on shelves now that is uh, hot chocolate and churro. And it's like this, it's like this um, crispy, uh, like almost like cookie crunch nugget that is coated in chocolate and has a cinnamon flavor and just a really uh delicious milk chocolate flavor and that that was just so good i was i was really surprised by how delicious that was um and then uh what was the other thing that i that i had oh there was uh so near this is near me uh funnily enough south bend chocolate company they have they have a lot of delicious treats and stuff like that uh, and they all, one of the things they have is a variety of flavors of caramel corn. And they had this uh, blueberry muffin crunch caramel corn that ha- had like a uh, a white chocolate coating that tasted a little bit like blueberry muffin. And then they also had these like uh, candy coated uh, blueberries inside of them as well. And those those were fantastic. Um, but I, I have a whole mess of stuff that I haven't even dug into yet because that's, that's the other thing is it's going to take me a while to get through some of the stuff because – I'm not just going to sit and eat just tons of candy all day just (laughs) so I can post about them immediately. Like I need to like space it out and try them and then, you know, post about it as it goes along. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. So the last question is, I I don't want you to like necessarily put any particular brand on blast and I'm not going to ask you like what the worst thing you had was, but what is like the weirdest thing that you either tried yourself or saw while you're walking around? Uh, so gosh, man, that's a good question. Actually, the weirdest thing. Um, like I'm trying to remember when it's in that video now. And so it's been a few years, but like when Peter and I were there, there was like, I don't know, some crazy flavor of hot dog or something that we ate where where we're just like, what? I've never thought that there could even be a hot dog in this flavor. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to be bad, but just like something where it just, you, you kind of like did a double take and you're like, what the hell? What is this? Yeah. Honestly, there was nothing, honestly, there wasn't anything this year that was like super weird because I was anticipating, uh, cause I've talked about these on, on this podcast before every now and then, uh, Brock's has a weird flavor of candy corn or jelly beans that like they've done like taco truck and, oh, yes. and Thanksgiving God. and stuff. They didn't have a super weird one this year, um, which I was a little disappointed. They, they do have a, a collection uh, of a uh, of fun flavors coming out that is um, called hold on I'm trying to find it here oh here it is okay so so Brock is this fall they're coming out with fall festival candy corn but the flavors aren't necessarily super weird they're pretty standard like there's nothing crazy the, the, the weirdest quote unquote one would be probably be kettle corn but they have caramel apple cotton candy lemonade shake up strawberry funnel cake and lemon lime snow cone so n- nothing hmm. out nothing outrageous I do have a sample of those so I'm I'm gonna try those here in the near uh, future but I guess. Man, um, 
probably, I guess Jelly Belly has a new roster of flavors um, that is modeled after the boba milk tea fad hmm. that has been like, you know, pretty popular in recent years. Mm-hmm. And again, those flavors aren't necessarily outrageous. I- I'm curious as to how they capture the flavor of boba milk tea, which really it's not based on the flavors because of the experience of like drinking boba milk tea is because of like the little gelatin you know balls mm-hmm. inside of them but they have like mango milk tea taro milk tea matcha milk tea and, and thai milk tea so those flavors are a little you know unique for for those kinds of things um and i'm also i'm also curious i didn't get to try these because they didn't have samples yet but there is a uh, a bag of twinkies jelly beans that is that is coming <laughs> so <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Oh, well, here's something uh, that was that was the strange that I, I was just reminded of. I had never seen these before. Apparently, they've been around for a while. But uh, there's this brand called Cheese Witch, and you can get them at like convenience stores and whatnot. And basically, it is a uh, a package of cheese and meats that is stacked like a sandwich. There's no bread, but it's just cheese wrapped around the meat, and they have a bunch of different flavors. And they had they had one uh, that was a, a breakfast taco version that had a mix of scrambled egg, Colby cheese, turkey bacon, and this one actually had a flour tortilla on the outside of it. Uh, and I, that was just a strange thing of to see like prepackaged like that as a thing, yeah. like, just sandwiches without bread. <laughs> huh. I guess you know the the meat and cheese like uh, lasts longer than bread does. Yeah, but that's just I, yeah. so strange. Like getting it all over your fingers it's like a weird <laughs> weird thing but um, yeah exactly. exactly what i asked for so okay so, yeah. uh, all right i was just gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna link to your uh, instagram account in the um the show notes but do you have any any closing thoughts about your experience here brad no it was a lot of fun i'm, I'm glad i got to go I, I definitely go go again it was the kind of thing to where i was anticipating maybe having to go back today but i actually made it through the entire show floor in one day just just walking around and i'm not necessarily stopping at every booth because not every single booth you know has something that that interests me uh but i you know i looked and glanced around at, at everything stopped and got a lot of samples and, and talked to people um so yeah I'm, I'm glad i went it's this is apparently the last year it's going to be in chicago it's moving to indianapolis next year so a little bit further than uh what what it's at right now it'll be a longer drive but uh, i yeah i'll definitely be planning on going next year so awesome all right. Well, maybe we'll do a check-in with you next year and see what kind of uh, crazy stuff they come up with there. Yeah. Um, all right. So you can find more about uh, the, the news stories that we mentioned on today's show. And then, like I said, Brad's uh, Instagram account is, is linked there in the show notes as well. Uh, Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV and snacks sometimes, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. Uh, that top 100 list that we uh, did a couple episodes, uh, devoted a couple episodes to, has now been published on SlashFilm.com. I will link to that in the show notes as well if people want to uh, uh you know if people want to go in and, and do a deep dive and, and read all of our entries i would encourage people to do that you can subscribe to the show on apple google overcast spotify all the popular podcast apps please subscribe to our newsletter you can uh send your feedback questions comments concerns and mailbag topics to us at peter at slash please leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air don't forget to rate and review the show on apple Podcasts. tell your friends spread the word thanks for listening and we will talk to you tomorrow Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.